welcome to Rework, a podcast by Basecamp about the better way to work and run your business. I'm Sean Hildner. And I'm Waylon Wong. We're doing a series of bonus episodes called Going Remote, which are adapted from live Q&A sessions where folks at Basecamp talk about how they work remotely. Last week, design team lead Jonas Downey talked about how his team organizes their work. Today, we have Marissa Dawson and Chase Clemens, two veteran members of Basecamp's customer support team. There are a lot more questions we couldn't fit here, including a visual walkthrough of the support team's Basecamp account. You can find the full video replay for this Q&A on the Basecamp YouTube channel at youtube.com Basecamp. And now, here's Chase and Marissa, along with Basecamp's head of marketing, Andy DiDarossi, whom you'll hear asking the questions from the audience. I got a, one that I really like from uh, Alex. How do you deal with customers who are contacting you who are really angry or not nice? This is, I think, a perennial support challenge. Uh, these are honestly my favorite type of customers, mainly because I love kind of proving them wrong and showing them that they're, they're not going to have a bad support experience with us. Like they might be coming into this, this email knowing that they or thinking that they have to act a certain way to get what they want. And that's not really even the case. If we're talking about like today's world and people being angry and upset, obviously that's, there's a lot going on. Definitely when I read upset customers right now, I definitely know that it's, it's them. It's not me, but I handle them in just the way that I would talking to somebody right now. If somebody was angry, um, I just want to talk to you like you're a human, basically just treat somebody with respect. And I have had to say that to a customer before who was, you know, really irate. I just kind of typed back to them like, Hey, you know, we're both human. Let's treat each other like respect you know, with respect. And I want to be an advocate for you. So, you know, let's, let's walk through this together. Let's talk through this together. So typically that works. If it doesn't, our team is amazing. We're always happy to perhaps receive a text or a ping or something inside of Basecamp. If we need to take over a customer for somebody, Um, maybe the customer needs another voice. Maybe the customer needs a phone call, so we'll pick up the phone and call. There's all different types of ways that we kind of manage that, but mainly just staying calm is the number one thing in the email, kind of not letting what they're saying really get to you because it's likely something that they're dealing with, um, you know, and they're having a rough time. So turning a frown upside down is something that I love to do. Yeah, the story I like to tell all of our new hires. So a decade ago, right, when I first joined Basecamp, my previous job was with a deli in Nashville, Tennessee, and that we were kind of uniquely situated between three or four of the major hospitals there in Nashville. So when you have somebody coming into the deli, you never know what they're going through or what their day has been like or what, what their story is. So you, you, know, you might interact with people who are getting food to go and they get really mad at something being left out because they're trying to hurry back to the ICU. And I think that's the the thing that sits at the back of my head whenever I'm talking to customers. We literally have no idea what their situation is at that that moment. Uh, like Marissa mentioned, especially in in this kind of um, this kind of situation we're all in uh, with the the pandemic and all, you you have no idea what that other person is going through. So we've got to give a little bit of space for folks that are angry and realize that they might have a lot of stuff going on and we don't need to, we need to make sure that we don't give that back whenever we talk with them. Yeah. And I think it's just important. It's, it's okay for you to ask for help from your teammates. I mean, if you haven't even contacted this customer yet, but something just kind of hits you the wrong way when you're reading it, uh, just ask if someone else can handle it for you. I think that that's just a good thing to remember. Um, it's okay to ask for help. Um, if they hit something with you, like just, just pass them along and go to the next person. But I think showing grace to everyone right now is really important. 
and to yourself. One I want to pop up is not even a question. It's Alex who says, in all honesty, the best customer support experience I've ever had was Basecamp. <laughs> just, yes. In a time of global pandemic, some compliments are not bad. That's awesome. Alex, you're the best. Thank you. High five. Mm -hmm. You're on Twitch, too, which we have a new new Twitch channel, so that's feeling good. We appreciate that. Uh, here's a good one. Who hops on the call with the customer? Is it someone from the initial customer support team or someone on the product team? Typically, that's usually Chase and myself. If the customer's okay with it, we'll record the call so that we have all of the reference points that we need there. And so Ryan, who, again, is on the product team, can can listen in um, if he wants to take a crack at that, too. Sometimes we all do them together. Sometimes it might be a two-on-one. Somebody who on the support team who might be interested with the user path like Chase and I are on, um, we might invite them to sit on a call with us with the customer as well. Um, but for those specific feedback and, and feature requests where we're interested in knowing more, it's typically myself, Chase, and Ryan, or any combination of the three. Yeah, it's a little bit like we, you know, we call it being a support detective. Just in the real world where you might have detectives that are really good at that kind of job, but not might be good at other jobs uh, within the department. Same thing here. Um, so some people are going to be really uh, good and really interested in, in learning how these uh, support feature request phone calls, um, uh, how they go, how they work, the best way to pull information out of people. And then some people just don't have an interest in it. And that's totally cool. Um, one of the good things with our team is we're, we're like, what, Marissa, 15, 16 people, 17 people, something like 17 that? 17 total, yeah. 17 total. There's enough variety of interest with all of us that some of us, like Marissa and myself, can focus on talking with customers with these uh, feedbacks and feature requests, whereas somebody like uh, Jabari or Chris or whatnot might be more interested in the more technical side of support, the fixing the bugs, the on-call stuff that goes around it, that kind of thing. So, yeah. It's open to everybody that wants to do this kind of stuff, but practically speaking, we find a couple of people that are end up being interested in it, and we um, kind of let them take the lead on it. Cool. Uh, here's a you know kind of open-ended one. It's tough right now. Life is hard. Um, what's something you could tell support specialists around the world? Yeah, I think we were talking earlier about grace and space, right? So making sure that you, when you're talking with your customers, that you've got um, just a little bit more flexibility than usual. Uh, if you're like us, the last couple of weeks, we've heard from lots of small business owners who predominantly use the app that they're running into problems with, you know, cash flow or their revenues are done for the next couple of months. And, and they're kind of scrambling to figure out what to do now. All that comes across in the email. And we want to make sure that when we're talking with them, that we've got just the, the flexibility and, and understanding that empathy to, to work with them as best as we can. And when we talk about that grace and space, you got to give it to yourself too, because one of the things, you know, if you're reading email after email after email like that, if you're talking to just customer after customer like that, we are an empathetic bunch. You tend to be pretty empathetic if you get hired on with our Basecamp support team. And so it's easy to take on all of that. So you got to make sure that that you're making making that space and taking that grace for yourself too. Just being able to step aside for a little bit, realizing that the rest of our team has your back. That's that's the biggest thing I would tell support specialists right now is is give your customers that grace and space, give yourself the same thing, and realize that it's just not going to be normal for a little bit, and that's okay. You know, that's just part of being flexible in, in all of this. Yeah, I think you can just give your best and do your best each day. And it doesn't matter if that changes, like your best one day might be totally different than another day. You know, take it a day at a time, do the best that you can. And don't be afraid to ask for help. 
don't be afraid to say that you need to take a break. Uh, maybe you need to take, you know, do some jumping jacks or like something in another room. Maybe, um, you know, you need to say hi to a dog um, and go pet a sleeping dog over there. Try to remember to do little things for yourself. It's kind of, you know, Chase mentioned grace and space, but it's also like the whole airplane thing. Like you can't give oxygen to the people around you unless you put the mask on your face first. So be good to yourself. Um, hydrate. That's also very key. And remember that it's okay to go slower right now if you need to go slower. If you're not at your normal pace and your normal speed and, and feeling like you can do all that, that's totally okay. So yeah, show yourself grace and just be kind to one another. I think we should all absorb that, even if we're not on support, even if maybe we're on marketing. <laughs> uh, oh, here's a good one. Any tips or tricks for helping onboard new folks into customer support? Uh, one thing that's kind of tricky is scaling product knowledge out to new people, especially since we're remote. Yeah, Marissa is the queen of hiring and training, so I'm going to let her. I'm really good at uh, interviewing. I usually play um, a part in, in that process. But um, over the last nine years, um, this this question, I mean, the answer has vastly changed. Um, when I started at Basecamp, you, it was just, um, here's your computer and here's the tools that we use at this time. And just try to start answering these emails from customers. And like, we'll let you know if you're right. If you're not, like, don't, you know fix it and then kind of move on. So as you can imagine, the sink or swim method <laughs> that we originally used has changed nine years later, thank goodness. So we've had folks on our support team actually create some really great documentation for that. Um, I realize like doing that right now um, might be difficult if you have a higher support load, but when you do have downtime or time to do that, you might start creating like some project templates, which is where we house like a new hire template um, that has all of these different guides and manuals um, that explain each one of our, you know, tools that we use, like Help Scout. There's probably a short video or some GIFs in there that show exactly what we do. Um, we have some docs. We use Basecamp docs. Again, everything that Chase mentioned is in Basecamp for this person. Um, but we have different docs that maybe explain our company culture and our team's culture and all kinds of things. Everything that we use, we've kind of set up into mini guides that live inside of a template. So when somebody joins, we can, you know, create a project that's like, welcome Marissa, and everything lives in there. And so their first, you know, few weeks, a uh, couple weeks, they spend time um, going through those manuals and those guides to learn um, the different tools that our team use. Um, and I do agree, it is difficult scaling that type of knowledge out to new people. Um, we often forget folks that have been here for a while, like Chase and I have, that we know something that somebody might not, and that might not actually be anywhere inside of Basecamp. It's just we might tell somebody that and everyone's like, oh, wow, I never knew that. So we try to share um, knowledge whenever we have it in our campfire as well. That way, because in Basecamp, they can, you can search. Uh, maybe you want to search about a certain thing that you weren't sure of, like a customer had a question like, is there time tracking? And so maybe you can't find that answer somewhere. Um, so you could search time tracking and maybe that comes up right in our campfire where we talked about it like a month ago, but maybe that person wasn't there. So kind of keeping um, everything in one central place is great. And then when you have time, um, just start creating those manuals, that knowledge base that you'll be able to use eventually. If not, um, if you don't have time for that, find out what works best for your customer support person. Do they learn better visually? Um, do they learn better just like reading? Is it better if you hop on a video call to explain something and share their screen? Things like that. That's what I would say. Chase? This is the power. Jason, 
and David talk about it a lot, right? The power of asynchronous, the power of having it written down so that if your entire support team happens to be on an airplane with no Wi-Fi, that if somebody runs into a problem with a customer on the ground, then they're cool. Like they have a resource available for them. Document everything, write everything down, put it in that one place that everyone can get to because this is going to be a, a big resource for, uh, for the new folks that you hire. And know that even if you are busy right now um, with support emails, that this is just as important. So even if you can schedule one person to maybe start working on that, um, it's going to be very valuable for you because it's going to help your new folks um, in the future. Cool. I think that's it. I really appreciate you all joining the stream. Thanks, Chase and Marissa. Of course, that's what Thank we're here for. for having us. And um, also, I appreciate you. I think that's something else um, that we can all say to each other. Like, I appreciate you. So Chase and Andy, I appreciate you. I appreciate everyone um, that joined us today and asked questions. Rework is produced by Waylon Wong and me, Sean Hildner. Music for the show is by Clipart. As we mentioned at the top of the episode, Chase and Marissa's full Q&A was much longer and includes some neat visuals. The full video is at youtube.com slash Basecamp, where we have a playlist of all our going remote sessions. If you have a question for a support team or anyone else at Basecamp, email us at hello at rework.fm. These live streamed Q&A sessions are ongoing, and you can find out when new ones are happening via the Basecamp Twitter feed. That's at Basecamp. Basecamp.